So how are you spending your summer? Are you taking a break? Are you super busy? Are you taking and making the best of it for yourself, for your business? Uh, in this episode, I'd like to dive in and see what summer is like for you and your business. And I'll talk about my summer break and we'll hear from some other business owners in the industry. Hopefully you'll be able to take away some insights and tips and uh, get some extra focus from uh, listening to this episode. Hi, my name is Saskia Defeiter and this is Pattern Shift. Day-to-day life as a creative business owner can be very lonely and overwhelming, leaving no time to actually grow your business. The Pattern Shift podcast gives you business insights and actionable tips to help you rise out of the day-to-day swamp and start to become more visible and move your business forward. Find out how you can be part of helping crafters move away from fast fashion and become a value-based business owner that's on top of things running a business that's more sustainable for themselves and our planet. Now, in this 30-minute episode, I will help you to find ways to make your summer as low-profile or productive as you like. So uh, don't forget, if you want more tips and tricks and insights to sign up for our newsletters, you can do that in the show notes on patternshift.fm. Hello, Sashka. Uh, nice to hear from you. Uh, the summer for my business means a lot of work since... Uh, when pe- people are free from work, they can go to um, uh, workshops and uh, courses. So I have, I'm traveling a lot in the summer. Um, last week I was um, in Erland. It's a big island outside Sweden. And I've also been in the south of Sweden. And uh, next week I'm going up north, really, really far up north to a knitting festival. Uh, and we are going to, going to knit uns under the midnight sun. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I'm also going to set the Glentan again. Uh, really nice. So I'm working and having a break uh, in the early fall instead. Nice to hear from you. Bye-bye. So this was Anna Bauer. She wrote the book Hunsestrik, a love story. And it's all about knitting fun messages into sweaters a color work it's very uh, a political based but fun knitting style it's so hunterstick anna is actually busy in summer and she's teaching knitting and knitting techniques in sweden and that is also what's happening people are taking breaks and if you are a service provider within the traveling industry then that's when you are doing your most work and so she will be taking a break later on let's go to the next message hello this is linda from the slow wardrobe based in the uk summer in my business means prioritizing my workload so i can free myself up to spend some time with 
friends and family, you have some holiday time and some extra time outside. I've been doing that for years already by trying to manage my workload around my family when the kids were growing up, so it's not new to me. And what I do a bit more of in summer is sharing with my customers exactly what I'm doing when I'm not working, and especially the loyal ones seem to really enjoy that. So I turn what used to feel like a bit of a skive <laughs> by going on holiday or not focusing on my business as um, a way to um, allow my customers to get to know me a little bit better in different ways, not purely as the uh, the, the, the founder of my business and uh, the face behind my garments. And they seem to enjoy that, and so do I. That was Linda from The Slow Wardrobe in the UK. Slowwardrobe.co.uk, I think her website is. Uh, she also has a really cool, lovely video uh, video cast. What is it called? It's not a podcast, a video cast. I, I don't know. On YouTube, so you can find uh, find her there. She does. She has some knitting yarns and she designs layered uh, pieces of clothing that are really comfortable for a lot of body shapes. Suitable and, and lovely. So check her out. Linda's been very smart in kind of utilizing the free space to get more connection to her customers. I used to do that as well. I would take pictures and small videos when I, whenever I was traveling. Um, most of the time I try to focus it on craft. And as I tend to seek craft museums out or places where crafts uh, plays a big role, I would have a, a double whammy. So it's really nice if your customers can get to know you a little bit better through seeing how you spend your spare time. And I think it's really uh, smart of Linda to to take advantage of that time. She is an example of what most people that run shops probably deal with. Because if you have a family or if you are a caregiver in any way, there is probably a moment where you take a break. And with the family, it's usually in summer and it's either one, two or three weeks where you go away with your family or you have a staycation, uh, but you try to find time to spend with your loved ones. And that the combination of running your own business and having that focus time for your family can be challenging, to say the least. If you feel the pressure of your customers waiting for you or if you feel like you should be available to them every day or at least during work days. Uh, but at the same time, your family needs you too. And uh, we all know how we feel about our kids being on our phones all the time. So um, we should do that ourselves. Uh, I think I, I struggle with that a little bit and try to keep the two separate. But Linda found a really smart way to do that. And I think that is and we can all take, except for when you feel like you really need like a, a clean cut break from your work. Obviously, if that's what you need energetically, or if you just need to separate the two completely in order to to be able to make that function, that could be well. That could well be the case, and in that case, just 
clear communication to your customers on your website, on your social media, even your email, just stating that you are on your summer break, when you will be back, what alternative ways they can use to to find their answers or to find what they need. You can still take orders and be very clear about the date when you will be sending off those orders. Just be clear, transparent, and show that you are a human and that you need a break as much as anybody else. And people will then understand. Organizing your time in summer and clear communication is, is key, I think, to keep your, uh, keep a happy customer base. One of the things that I did when it comes to that is I wrote out an email sequence over the, over the period of the whole summer. So I think it's about, I think eight to 10 emails. I really dove in and took some time and figured out a fun way to get a newsletter out without me having to actually do it every single time. Ideally, I would do that all the time in terms of planning and systems. I'm all for doing a bulk load of shit and then stepping away and doing something else because if you do that, your mind keeps focused on one thing and it's just more efficient to do it that way. Uh, there's lack. There's less switching between uh, things. And so if you take a day to write eight emails, then you're done for two months if you send them biweekly. So that's what I did. I asked my readers about their knitting or crafting persona and their who they are and uh, asking them questions every week and asking them to reply me with the answers and for everyone that did that every single time, I will make, or not everyone, but I will make one knitting persona. I will design it and send it up to them so that they have this compass that they can look at throughout the year. And I thought that was a fun way to, to stay in touch with my customers. So I'm not actually sending the email every other week. I'm automated it and it really it really worked. I got uh, really fun answers and people are engaging. So uh, that's always good. Mm. So like Linda, thinking of a, a creative way to engage with your customers while you are not there, either by uh, taking them quote unquote with you on your holiday or doing the work in advance is a really smart way to keep connected. Hi Saskia, this is uh, Natasha Heidra, leaving you a message from rural Denmark, where I live and uh, work as an artist. Um, I work with textiles and I uh, work with uh, organizing different kinds of art productions. Um, I What the summer means to my practice, I like the word practice better than, the, I can more relate to it than the word business, uh, in my practice it brings me more air it brings me more light it brings me more nature because i'm able to work outside i'd like to work outside and when the weather permits it like in summer um i'd love to do that so it brings me in another kind of rhythm uh i take more breaks uh more yeah 
in a natural way uh, because of the heat uh, or the warmth sometimes and the light. It's uh, I, I guess I just get in other headspace and also allow myself to do uh, to do that, uh, which I think uh, is healthier. Any amount of work I get done or ideas or headspace, I think I think it is. Th- not so different. I'm not sure. Um, you uh, asked a question that that making me think. So thank you for that, and um, I hope this short answer gives you something. If you want to build or grow your business in textile crafts, why don't you join our online community for the small monthly contribution of only. 10 euros, which is basically $10-ish. You get to hang out, learn from, and share your business and your personal craft journey with all the lovely people there. Support the podcast at the same time, and you get everything wrapped into one loving package. I would love to welcome you there. Go to patentshift.fm and click community. And while you're there, sign up for our emails so you'll never miss a thing. That was my dear friend Natasha, and she already introduced herself. Didn't you love those birds in the background? That was so amazing. I love what she's saying about at the end where she goes, I'm not sure if I produce the same amount of work, but she does take more breaks, takes it more almost naturally, gets into a flow that is more connected to what she's feeling like. If she's hot, she's going to take it more slow. And I thought that was very interesting. I'd be interested to talk to her more about that in seeing if really listening to your body and, and going with what's happening around you and the weather is actually making a big difference in the amount of work that you do. Because sometimes if you're like, hustling and being busy and uh, working your ass off, sometimes that's not the most productive thing to do. It can feel like it, but I think we tend to follow that kind of voice in the back of our heads or on internet where we kind of have to do this, have this hustle mentality or something. And I really don't believe in that. For me, um, if my energy is low, if I am just not there, if I don't feel like it, sometimes I have a really hard time believing that I'll get back into the energy of creating. And, and I'm a, I'm a big starter. I'm a, I take a lot of action, but sometimes I'm just not in that, in that space. And then I kind of, almost forget that it will come back and I have to kind of mother myself and say okay your body and your mind is telling you that you need a break take the break lean into it because that's going to be the best thing and then and not I want to say nine out of ten times but actually ten out of ten times the next day or the day after when I did get the rest that I needed, I will be super productive and I will get back to doing the amount of work that needs done and not necessarily 
more or it's it's just different. I get into my flow more easily and when I'm in that flow, I really get work done. But in order for me to get to the the state of flow, I have to be healthy, rested, taking care of some loose bits and bobs that are flying around in my head. And I think Natasha makes a really good point of the summer is great to just let yourself have that extra time to to just feel into what you need and to adjust your tempo to the weather. I also I also thought it was interesting in what she she said about I call it my practice, not a business. And Natasha works as an artist and usually I talk about businesses and there's a kind of a, a funny overlap there because artists still have to sell their products or their uh, abilities and um, that's a whole different episode but a business is something that is not a hobby and she clearly is not can she doesn't feel comfortable with that term because her association with the term is it doesn't fit what she does for her and I think that's just very interesting Let's talk about that another time and move on to the next message. Hi, Saskia. This is Annalisa. Um, I'm Annalisa. I run Making Stories, an online yarn shop focused on sustainably produced yarns. And although you might think that the summer is a slower season for us, given that people are out and about and maybe not knitting as much, I found that this summer, folks are really gravitating towards summer yarns like linen and cotton wool blends. So I've been heavily leaning into that. Um, it is definitely a different pace, a bit less frantic than in the colder season, which I very much enjoy because it gives me flexibility to also spend a bit of time with um, my family, with our little one outdoors and plan ahead a bit more, um, which is something that I really like. It's still, uh, it feels like a really, really nice balance this summer for us. So that was Hannah Lisa. That is also, that, co that goes into a little bit of what Natasha is saying. It feels like a nice balance for us. And my question is, Can we find a way to have that more, just not not just in summer, but throughout the year? How would that work for you? If, if you think about it, how can you find the balance of running your business and at the same time feel more relaxed in spending time with your family? And what she's also talking about is that with her business, the summer is about other fibers people are buying different things and she said i'm leaning into it meaning that she's making the most of this particular season i remember when i had my yarn shop i was selling plant fibers like cotton and linen in the beginning people didn't really want that now i'm i'm wearing a hand knit cotton silk top hand dyed <laughs> fancy schmancy But at that time, people weren't that interested in And if you were knitting, you were working with wools and or wool-like textures. 
and crocheters were more leaning into more using the the cottons and I used to not stock it for for a really long time because it was just another audience and I have seen the change coming and at the end I started selling uh, sustainably produced plant fibers and it's really interesting to hear Hannah say that it's it's growing even more and I think that might have something to do with a big group of people that have been knitting or crocheting for a long time and are now trying different things but it's also because the magazines are showing more of it it's because developers and product designers are thinking about these things are incorporating sustainability into their into their offer into their collection and plant fibers are also match really well uh, a growing community of vegan crafters so it's really interesting to see how that kind of changes and how she leans into that in in the moment of the summer where plant-based fibers are cooler to wear uh, less warm and, and have their place as well so let's go to the next one Oh, what a fun question. Um, summer means for my business a break. I always take three to four weeks off uh, during summer, usually towards the later half of July and the beginning of August. And I take time off from client work completely. Sometimes I will work on my own business, uh, doing stuff that will help me develop that. But more often than not, it's just a delightful way to recharge my batteries. And I do sod all pretty much all summer, which is really nice. That was Solve Patch or AKA Petchy. She runs a branding company and she offers services to businesses to help them with branding. She was also a guest on a podcast before. And she does sod all, which sounds marvelous to me. And I love it that she's able to to say, I'm not going to take any clients and I am just going to focus on me and my family and do some work if I like to. And that would be ideal, I think. Mm, and you might say, well, I cannot afford to, uh, if you're a service-based business, I cannot afford to not work with clients over the summer. I need it for my income. And I would challenge you by asking, how could you move over the income to another time? And instead of spreading it throughout the year, maybe have a break over summer uh, or small break in summer, small break around Christmas, and then moving it into the other parts of the year. Is that a possibility? Have you thought of doing it differently so that you can free up your time to do that? And of course, there are lots of people that have partners, including myself, uh, that also have an income. And sometimes it's not really necessary to keep working over the summer or keep working throughout the year and it's more of a question of uh, you feel like you have to or you feel like 
your business isn't growing fast enough and you should work harder. But is that really true? And would you not benefit from a break and a, a good rest and keep yourself from going into a burnout and not trying to make things dramatic? But I think sometimes we really need to challenge ourselves in how we think about taking breaks and what our workload should be like especially if you are a parent or a caregiver in another way, especially if you have uh, energetic needs that are different because you struggle with chronic illnesses or something else, or if you are neurodivergent and, and have other needs, then it's really key to find out what your work rhythm works best for you. And it takes time to figure that out because a lot of it is trial and error. For myself, I have figured out over time that my most productive hours in the day are around noon, lunchtime. So that's the time when most people have lunch and that's the time where I do my best work. So I tend to have a late breakfast and an early lunch. I, I, I Ideally, I have coffee when the kids wake up, when they go to school, and I sit at the breakfast table having coffee, and I'll have a brunch after, and I'll start working around 11 noon-ish, and then I'll just go until I take a break at around 2, and I have another healthy-ish snack, and then I go work until my partner comes home, and that's about six o'clock, six thirty. So I found out that that works best for me. I found out that in order for me to be able to work out regularly, I have to do it in the morning, not at night. At night, I'm just too wired up if I come back um, and I can't sleep. In the morning, I, I it really works best for me too. I always like the kind of a a rhythm in a day that makes sense. Like I'm the kind of person, if I have to go on errands, I want to make a, a route that makes sense so I can do a loop. So I don't have to go like crisscross across the, the city. So I do, I kind of love it if it makes sense. So that in, in terms of planning my workload, this is what works for me. I also am not great at night. So late Zoom calls for me are just not great, but I'll do it because I work internationally. So sometimes I'll, I'll have to do it. And, but then that means that the next day I'll do something to kind of compensate that. And it took a long, a long time to figure that, figure that out. So going back to what Solvay is saying and just really finding out what could you hear the joy in her voice like could you hear how excited she is for doing sod all in the summer i mean think go just go close your eyes and think what would you ideally love and how can you get there can you get there can you make some changes and uh, why not just ask yourself those like do the five question, do the five times why thing. So why am I not taking breaks? Because I feel like I need to be there for my customers. Why? 
because if I'm not there, I will not provide the amount of quality that they expect. Why? And go on like that so you can figure out what the core is of why you have to do a certain amount of work at a certain amount of time. And even for businesses, like I have to be honest with you. And if I'm traveling and I want to go to this cute yarn shop in, let's say, Sweden somewhere, and and they're closed for summer because that is what usually happens. I'm on my holiday. I'm like, yes, finally, I can go there. And then they're closed. I'm frustrated. But at the same time, I have a lot of space and understanding for why that is. And I also get a little bit of a kick out of it. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, you deserve it. And so uh, what you can do to avoid that is to research what kind of places you want to visit visit beforehand and see if they're open. But as a business, you can, as as a shop, you can definitely close your shop or do alternative things. We all did it in COVID. And yes, I'm hearing you say, how dare you? You have no idea. I have to keep this shop open. Otherwise, I don't have food. That could well be the case. I'm just challenging you in finding ways to take better, more different breaks. And yeah, I, I, I wonder what you're thinking. So go to petandshift.fm and send me one of those lovely voice messages so I can hear you and hear what you have to say about this, because maybe I'm, I am saying weird things. Let's move on to Pilar. She is uh, the owner of Cabeza de Alfiler. Hello, Sas. Of course, I of course I knew it was you. Um, here we are on, in winter, so we are in our uh, most busy season, you know. But asking your question about summer, I think um, summer. It's uh, I love summer. By the way, I love uh, the sun, the beach, and everything about summer. Uh, I know um, the needers most likely uh, like the um, winter because you know they can need and everything. But I, I'm the opposite. I love summer. But uh, for the business, it's um, a time where we can rearrange things, rethink things. I uh, usually, um, uh, we, our summer, it's um, at the same time at the, um, e- the end of the year. So uh, I take the time to, um, to analyze things and to planificate the next year and all that. Uh, I'm being really unfocused so I'm not uh, like so I think her message caught up there Pilar is actually in winter and that's another thing that we I can kind of address that sometimes in the northern hemisphere we forget there's a southern hemisphere and that it's not um, summer everywhere and uh, my friend Leah in Australia is also not in the summertime at the moment and uh, it's a different, it's a completely different time. I remember the winter time in my yarn shop was a peak season. 
I was basically focused on stocking, keeping the shops stocked up and uh, selling as much yarn as possible. Actually, no, my style was more like selling what people need and not more than they need. So, but you know what I mean. And we do the, the workshops, the courses. It was a busy time always, but I love winter time when it comes to crafting. I feel more connected to the craft. I feel like I can wear more of what I make. But now since I've started sewing, that has crept into summer as well. So today I'm wearing a linen, ha- hand sewn, of course, it's always hand sewn, a linen set pair of pants, white legs that I made and a knit top, a cotton a cotton silk top that I made. And more and more, I wear throughout the year things that I made myself. And it takes time, obviously. Like it took me the whole summer to make it sleeveless top because I was also doing a lot of reading. I was not just crafting. And I read an amazing book, let me just tell you, by Simon Batchelor. Uh, it's Reframing Marketing. It's a great book. You should really check it out about doing marketing that is more ethical and it will you will you will love it so go check that out i read that book and some other things so i'm completely drifting off let me go back to where i was we were talking about summer and winter so yeah summer now slowly is becoming about sewing more Which I always thought that was weird because knitting can be done outdoors and sewing is usually done indoors. And so it's kind of a juxtaposition of weird things. But sometimes when it's super really hot, I just like to sit in front of a fan and do some sewing. In the Netherlands, we usually don't have air conditioning except for big shops and maybe some corporate offices have. Um, have that, but homes usually don't have air conditioning. So that's what I'll do. And yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm in my journey of creating and curating uh, a more conscious wardrobe. I am now embracing all the seasons when it comes to the crafting itself. When it comes to my business, I definitely need a summer break. I need a break from podcasting. I was just listening to another podcast episode, or was it? Yes, it was. And they were saying, as a service-based business, you are not a cre- you are not a content creator. That's not your core business, and that is so true. Like podcasting for me is a conscious choice. I choose podcasting over most social media uh, because I feel better about the way I communicate what I have to share over podcasts than I do uh, sharing that over social media. So it's part of my marketing plan. It's not how I, I don't make like a penny in podcasting. It's only costing me money. So it's my marketing budget that pays for the podcasting if I have a budget. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, that also makes me think differently about uh, podcasting over summer. I was going to do shorty episodes, but at the end of, at the beginning of the summer, I was really tired and 
a little bit uninspired and I felt like, why not just take an actual break? And I just decided to do it because I can. And now I'm back and I'm, I'm slowly getting back into it. And my plan was to use these messages at the beginning of the summer for a podcast episode um, or for actually to put them in the, in the short episodes. But I just, I just didn't have the energy. Uh, I think it's important to listen to your body and to your mind and to what you need and to answer the question, is this really necessary? What happens to my business if I don't do it? What happens to me if I don't do it? And then make that conscious decision of what you want to do. And I still got out every other week emails to the makers in my maker community. And I send out uh, daily emails to the business owners uh, talking about my business program that is going to be happening soon. And so I was still connected to them. I still looked at my email, uh, but at the same time, I took a more deep break from work and that was needed. So what are you taking away from this? Let's see. We have one more message from Kathleen, who is, in fact, a therapist and a crafter. In the summer, my business definitely slows down. I make a conscious effort to take on way less clients. And so I still work with people in the week, but um, I tend to only have maybe two hours of work a week. Um that's because the summertime is such a busy time of the year for family and friends coming to visit. And I don't want to be distracted. I want to really maximise the time I have with them and enjoy every minute because I know it'll soon be September, then October and then busy winter months and all the rest of it. So it's just important to me to whittle things down a bit and not be stretched in too many different directions. And that's the way my business is affected in the summer. I hope you're all having a happy summer too. Bye. Kathleen, she's so lovely. And she's made as well a really conscious choice of not doing too much work over the summer and enjoying time with friends and family. As a service-based business or as a business that is predominantly online, uh, it might be a little bit easier to cut down the amount of hours that you work, easier than when you feel like you have to keep a shop open. We all know that if your shop opens, the amount of work is not going to be less. Once you're there, you're going to do the work that you do. So saying like, I'm just going to be there but not do too much work is never really a thing. I'm just so curious to to hear your ideas and the ways that you experience summer and what you do. For me, there's two moments in the year where I kind of naturally reflect on my business. That is the summer and uh, towards the end of the year. Not necessarily uh, the beginning, like January. It's It comes a little bit early for me. So I almost say that the um, end of the summer 
and the beginning of winter are this not even six months apart, but those are times where I naturally tend to reflect. Um, and actually also February when everybody keeps talking about new things and, and reflecting and goals like all over December and January. Then in February, I go like, ah, oh, okay, you're right. Let's, let's think about this some more. Uh, but that's not natural. That's more of a, it's not a pressure I feel, but it's more like an experience I, I get from, from being online and, and listening to others. But naturally, the summer is the biggest and deepest moment and in time where I tend to think about my business, my place in the world, uh, what should be my work? Am I on the right track? Am I still providing people with what they need? Uh, is it going to do the world any good? Is it going to do me uh, good? Should I change my strategies? Should I perhaps look at different models? Do I need another business model? And it's really interesting because I was just doing an interview the other day with an online magazine and I was talking about this and I realized that said, I'm always struggling with long-term goals and the way my mind works. And I just love to figure things out. I love to learn new things. I love to focus on new ways of, of doing things. And sometimes I, I get, what's that called? Sometimes I just get impatient and I'm thinking, okay, this is not working. I should do it differently. And then I start building a whole new thing and I should be more patient with things. And in the summer, I think about these things a lot. So this summer, I have been thinking about my program and the, the complexity of offering something that is super valuable, knowing that you are asking the right price. I know that I could do a self-paced course with the same information. So people want that information. But on my end, I know that what I'm producing not only works, but works best if you do it within a cohort, with momentum, within a certain amount of time where you're full on doing this, where you're deciding this is what I'll be working on, where you have accountability partners, where you talk to me regularly. So you feel like, okay, I need to, that's just how it works. I need to get this done because we're in a Zoom call in two days. And, but in order to provide all that value, I have to be professional at, and give myself the amount of value that I'm offering. It should come back to me as well. And that's what I'm teaching. So sometimes I'm in this weird position of I'm choosing this niche where people don't have big budgets, but they can really use some support in uh, branding, marketing, selling. Um, and I know that lots of you are, are kind of ugh, getting goosebumps from all of those terms, but we're talking about helping you to sell your product, helping you to sell your service in a way that 
really connects to who you are, what you need, what your values are. Um, and that is not overwhelming and not uh, creepy, like icky salesman stuff. I mean, I still use the terms, but the way we approach it is really differently, really different. So I know people want it and need it, but I also know that I have to charge uh, like 1,600 euros for a three-month intensive program. That is totally doable if you are busy, by the way. I mean, that's it's built for people like you. And it feels like a lot of money to a lot of people, and it is, uh, but it also is a really good Saturday in a yarn shop or a weekend, or it also is a day uh, of sales at a festival, or it could be just not stocking that particular brand of yarn, restocking, just taking a restock pause for some a brand of yarn. The amount is not that much if you think of it that way. It is about investing in your business and organizing it, making it run to fit what you need. I have landed at that spot after, after some years of, of focusing and learning about myself and my needs. And now the summer is done. Uh, the schools are beginning again. I have taken the break that I needed. I was able to say to myself, you know what? I'm not going to put out these Summer Shorty episodes. And I didn't feel any guilt around it. I was able to get those newsletters out to my two main customer groups, the makers and the sellers. And so I was in their email boxes. I wasn't away, but I was taking a break. So all of those things are part of a holistic way that you can look at your business and that you can grow your business. And so in my summer, reflecting on what is the product, what is the shape of the information that I know uh, people like you need, and how can I make it as effective as possible? Uh, that's something that I've been thinking about. So if you wanna, if you wanna react to this, and if you wanna give me your opinion, if you've been getting my emails, it's really interesting because I'm okay. I'm gonna share this with you. So you know that people always say don't send too many emails or email is dead or all of that. It's so not true. Like, so I decided, okay, I'm just gonna send a whole bunch of emails to the people that are on my business email list and talk about me and why I do things and how I decided to build this program, what the program looks like, why is it beneficial to you, why should you invest in yourself, all these kinds of questions in a series of, I think I said, it was 13 emails. And uh, people always say, don't do that. Everyone will leave, everyone will leave your list. Uh, I will tell you, the uh, open rate was 85%, which is crazy high. Um, so that means that people, at least my, at the very least, my subject lines were interesting enough so that people would open the email. The click rate to uh, the call of action that I did. I, there was a video in there and I clicked, I asked people to click through to the website. It was not super high, but growing by the end of it. And then I had 
a 0.1 percentage of unsubscribers, like hardly any people that were like, oh, this is, get me out of here. So, and also they could just unsubscribe from this particular series and they would still be subscribed to the rest of the bi-weekly email. But I'm trying to sell my program in a way that fits my energetic needs and values and all of that. So I, for myself, really love reading things from people I think have interesting things to say. As a business owner, I cannot do one of those live launches things. It's just too much for me. It takes too much out of me. So this was a way I, I recorded a video. You can find it on YouTube, on my YouTube channel. I recorded a video at a moment where I was feeling good and energetic and I just talked to the camera unscripted. I started with a script. I'm not good with scripts. I just need to be able to just talk. And I put that in the email for people that rather watch a video. And, and I wrote a whole set of emails that took me, I think, I think to be honest, it took me two days because I really did my best with design and, and what was in there in, in terms of information. And, but a live launch is, is much more, much more, takes much more energy. Let me know if you were on that email list. If you are curious, go to patternshift.fm and go to the business program and just check out what what it is all about and 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 give me your feedback uh, would you would you buy a program like that would you be interested and if not why not um so that i can take something away from that and learn from it and and make it part of my summer experience of doing some deeper thinking and uh, moving forward uh, happily and energetically into autumn fall Thanks for listening, and I hope you got something from this, from listening to people in your industry and how they deal with it, giving you a little bit of a sense of uh, our online community is like and the kind of conversations we have there. Just feels really good to to hear somebody else share their experience and learn from it. So. If you like, come over to our community. It's open for makers and business owners. There's different ways that you can join. The lowest entry at this point is the JWC membership. And that's for everybody that's interested in in creating a more conscious closet and wardrobe. Uh, I'd love to see you there. Thank you.